Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Today I'm here with my friend Tess. Hi, Tess. Hello, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) We decided we're starting this episode with laughter. And we're laughing. We needed some laughter today. Yes, we I feel did. Like, yeah. Or do. Yes. We do need it. <laughs> we still need it. Thanks for coming back oh. and listening to our podcast. I appreciate uh, everybody yes. that's listening. And thank you. Thank you. Merry almost Christmas to everybody. I'm looking at Tess on the Zoom call and she has a very pretty Christmas tree behind her. <laughs> very festive. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today we're continuing bouncing off of Kendra's book, Lazy Genius Way, but talking about what God's been putting on our heart. What's Jesus saying to us? Because he's Emmanuel, God with us. That's our Christmas message. It's over and over in, in my head, which I mentioned in our podcast last time, that we need Emmanuel. So with yeah. that little lens, we're just going to share some stuff that's on our heart. And that's what we're doing. (laughs) Thanks, Corey. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm glad we get to share our hearts together. And I'm I'm glad that we're doing this podcast together because, you know, with our conversation that we had just before we started recording, um, we even though we know each other so well, we're still finding things out about each other and um, figuring out you know, just where to walk next. And it's good. I am excited. It's like a new adventure. Thanks for meeting me in my whirlwind of a (laughs) moment. (laughs) Anybody relate to that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. The holidays especially feel like a whirlwind, I think. Yes. What's Mm -hmm. one of your favorite holiday memories from when you were a kid or recently? Um, so one of my favorite holiday memories is, um, when we used to go to church for Christmas Eve. So when I was a kid, um, it was always just one service, at least in my memory anyway, it was always one service on Christmas Eve and we would get dressed up, like wear our nicest dresses and everything. And, um, and it was always really cold because I'm from Eastern Oregon. And so by Christmas time, it's, it's real cold. And um, we would go into church. And I don't know if this is correct, but I remember the specialness of like singing songs like um, acapella. You know, there wasn't always mm-hmm. a lot of music on Christmas Eve, as far as I remember. And the um, having it be really dark, you know, with with the low lighting and with candles and stuff like that. It just, it felt so like um, special, you know, like just this special moment. It was so different than um, our normal services and everything. And everybody was in the service together. You know, it wasn't, we didn't have different spaces that we were in. It was all of us together and it just felt special. So that I think was one of my favorite traditions growing up was to do that. So 
Yeah. What about Would you? Would you be like in fancy dresses and like that kind of stuff or? Uh, I don't know about like fancy, but it was more dressed <laughs> up than we usually got for church because at our church, we usually just wore you know, like kind of casual type stuff. Yeah. So for Christmas Eve, it was like I would I would wear a nice dress with like a nice sweater or something like that. And it just felt really special. So yeah. I think that makes it feel different when you're wearing different things too. Like, yeah, it, hopefully the mo- moment before getting to church wasn't too much of where's this and where's <laughs> that, right? Right. The, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how it would be with my family now is like, ah, just like yes. a crazy rush, you know, yeah. so. Cue the lazy genius way. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Building the right routines. Yes. Right. That kind of thing. What? Yes. The, uh. One of my favorite memories that always comes to mind is, um, I think we we're, I was out of high school already, but I think I was living with my parents. I don't remember exactly the timeline of what I was doing, but. Long story short, Christmas was going to be a more humble Christmas. And so we made the plan, my mom, dad, and sister and I, to write notes and put them in our stockings because we weren't going to have a lot of um, presents to put in them. So that was exciting to, or uh, that's one of my favorite things. But one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So it makes sense that that's one of my favorite ones. And then a few years ago, I found all those notes. So I actually kept them in my note box. So it's still now, you know. Oh, that's cool. 20 years later, 17 years later or something from that time. That's like, oh, still a special memory and just nice. And I really liked it because everybody took time to write a note to each other every day. That's sweet. Yeah. That's a really good tradition. One of my favorites. Yeah, so maybe one day I'll do it with my family, see if the boys will participate. Maybe when Riker's a little bit older and he can actually write by himself and you're not just dictating notes for him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that was, that's one of my favorites. And then another thing I just was thinking of, or like from Kendra's book, the lazy genius way she's talking about living in our season and i keep thinking about that and the christmas season and in the book she talks about winter has part one being before christmas and then part two after christmas yeah and so i was trying to i guess my secret is to start planning right after my birthday in november for christmas so then it extends it so it's not just um in between thanksgiving and christmas like that's too yeah too short of a time for me so yeah. that's one of the things i've learned i need more time to enjoy things but even with giving myself more time i feel like i've tried to make things more simple like because that my favorite christmas memory is a simple notes and stockings it wasn't fluffy it wasn't overdone so yeah i have to try to remember that that i don't need to do fluffy <laughs> i don't know if i've ever described christmas <laughs> as fluffy before but <laughs> yeah oh, yeah that's so good that's one of the things that's been on my heart from from this moment how about you what about what's god been saying to you this week tess well i think I don't, the thing that stands out to me that god's been speaking this week from the book is just so much like she talks over and over again about the most important thing being connection. And I think that 
comes forward in both of our tradition stories mm -hmm. that we just told without even us knowing it is, you know, connection. Like for me, it was being all together with my family and all having a special moment together. For you, it was those simple notes that brought that bring your heart such joy because they they signify that connection with your family, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so um, I feel like God's been just speaking to me about the importance of connection and that all the other things are good and, you know, all the things that we do in our life, but like connection is the most, the most important piece and um, connection with Jesus and connection with other people, you know? Um, so I feel I was listening to this podcast um, a couple times throughout this week, uh, the Being Known podcast, and they were talking about um, neuroplasticity, which like, I I don't know, I just find all the things to do with the brain like super fascinating. Yeah. I told Daniel the other day, I was like, I think it's I'm a little past my time, but like, I would love to like be a neurologist <laughs> or something like that. It would be so I just find it fascinating. Um, you could but, you still know, learn, Tess. You right? could still do it. <laughs> I know. It was funny because I was telling Daniel, yeah, neuroplasticity. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, well, you know, like the ability for your brain to change. Like they used to think your brain was like set when you were five. Yeah. But now they sh they're showing that it can change. And then right after that, I was like, man, I don't think there's time for me to, you know, if, if I wanted to be a neurologist. But he was I didn't finish my thought and he was like, wait, you just told me that you can <laughs> yeah. change right now. And you I'm like, do oh, anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> but Kurt was talking about on the podcast that the important things about the important things to stimulate your neurons to continue growing. And he was talking about, um, you know, like exercise, diet, but not just like what you eat, but how long you spend eating, like that you dedicate time to sit and like actually rest kind of while you're eating almost, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but then like creativity, humor, which I was like, hey, we're doing that with our podcast. <laughs> like we're laughing, we're finding humor in things um, and sleep and reading and then um interpersonal connection and so god just keeps reminding me like that connection is so important like isolation and being alone all the time you know like those things aren't good for our brains or our souls you know or our yeah. hearts and so um well I guess, and then yeah even being alone with your own thoughts is not good sometimes in my world so just like our conversation before we started it was like that transparency that we were having that vulnerability was met and then my thoughts that were in my alone world swirling kind of shattered and were like mm, that's not really true Corey so I mm, appreciate that yeah. connection and how important that is yeah to pause right yeah, that's good. Well, and that's, I feel like Kurt talks about that a lot too with like needing, you know, um, some that so oftentimes like in order to be able to regulate ourselves, we need someone else to help us regulate first, you know, like, and that mm -hmm. that's just the beauty of how God created us to be in community, you know, it's so, it's just so cool. 
Yeah. So and when yeah. you were talking about um, eating is about connection. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like right now you are in that nursing moments with Rayanna. And that's definitely about connection, not just eating, you know, like, yeah, that, that's de- that's such a picture I just was seeing. And Riker's been sick this week. And I just have been longing like to be able to fix that and I remember that feeling of nursing even though it was like I don't want to do this anymore it was like such a an amazing way that we could take care and be in that moment so I just thought how cool is that picture and then why where do we lose that before we're at the dinner table and yelling at everybody to eat your mac and cheese right Right. like like, wait wait Where's that beauty of that connection and that, oh, I'm holding you in my arms and like, oh, yeah. I don't know how that translates to dinner with grownups, but um, Mm. I just like that picture of connection. Yeah. Well, I think that makes me think of like, you know, because some of the beauty of when you're breastfeeding is like the eye contact, like that's so important, like looking Mm. your baby in the eye and like the the focus and stuff. So it makes me think like, how can we foster more of that at the dinner table? Eye contact, like, you know, I know sometimes my boys' heads are always in books and they bring their books to the table and then it's like, but I want to talk to you. Like you're here in front of me. We're sitting in one place. Like I want to be in community with you, not just Mm -hmm. sitting and eating this meal with you. Um, So I, I think that's been getting me thinking about one of the principles that Kendra talks about, which is setting house rules, you know, and the house rules aren't there just to be a rule, you know, but to foster connection, like they can help us to kind of um, set aside some of those things that are stopping us from connecting, you know, so maybe that's a no phones or books at the table. We're going to actually like look at each other (laughs) when we're sitting. How about that? How about that idea? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Goodness. I've been. I was also thinking that also that same rule, house rule, no phones at the table, and I think Stefan and I must have talked about it. And this was, I remember there was a specific moment in battleground at our table, and he was like, "What are you doing on your phone?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not on my phone." You know, like I was caught doing what I was wanting him to do, and then. Riker doesn't have a phone yet, so he hasn't gotten caught for that yet. Um, But then I was also thinking that, like, the house rule is more about a peaceful kitchen and connection. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if dinner isn't all the same food or at the same time, but we're in the kitchen together, like, I was trying to enjoy that moment and not get hung up on my idea of I need to have two vegetables and this and that and we're all at the table with forks and spoons and knives or we don't really do right. that but <laughs> but just that idea of like what does a dinner look like versus reality and then trying to live in that moment live in that season of like yeah okay we're connecting we're talking and if I'm not worried about what it's supposed to look like then it's more peaceful yeah. And that that's the house rule that supersedes all the other house rules of are we moving from a peaceful environment that's calming for everybody involved or am I driving this force of it's not how it's supposed to be and this is wrong. 
That's good. I think that comes back to the like living in the season, you know, whatever season you're in, instead of like desperately trying to change everything about a certain situation, but being able to come to it and like, what are the most important parts of this situation? Right. And how can we like work toward that and not feel like we just have to make it look like what we want it to exactly, you know, like this picture that we want it to be. But yeah, so that's good. I like that. Me too. I wish I could remind myself that right often. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And then the the, Kendra talks about asking a magic question in her book about just whatever. I don't know the examples in the book, but I was thinking it made me think of like taking a mindful moment. Like I feel like we've been learning that together the last couple years. Like how can we pause and be aware of what's going on around us? Or how about aware in our own mind and emotions? That's my challenge. Like what am I actually feeling right now? And then if I can take a breath and pause, then I can figure out, okay, what, what is the next thing I need to do right now? Or what's something that's the magic question that will help the dinner go better or a magic question that will help bedtime go better. And so that's been helpful, but it's like a mindful take a pause. Corey is basically what I feel like Jesus is saying. Like, yeah. And like at Christmas time, I feel like there's opportunity for that too, with like remembering Jesus. And I was kind of like, thinking we've talked to Riker at bedtime we've read through the Jesus storybook bible like more times than I can count now and the bindings falling apart and I love that that it's like yay he's got a worn in bible or whatever but that means that Stefan and I have been reading that bible that many times too yeah and just that he knows the Christmas story back and forth more than I think I did when I was five and so like he gets gets Christmas more already and so I don't have to do more things for him to get get yeah. it so if I can just again be mindful and like going back to that house rule of peace like what's yeah 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 not this like frenzy of all the things but like oh what's what's the most important and you're yeah. you're you're doing that and it's good mm-hmm. yeah It's hard to pause sometimes, though, I think, when you're just kind of going and going and going. I struggle with that. I get to the point where I'm like, I've got a goal in mind, and I'm like, ready, and I'm moving there, and don't get in my way. And then it's like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) That's not the right way to approach this. No. This has been so good to talk with you and to chat with you and to share what's on our hearts. Is there anything else that you're going to share before we close this particular episode? I, no, I don't. I mean, I think just connection, that word keeps coming up, but you know, like, um, I think that's what I'm taking away from, from, you know, Jesus this week and from all the things like all the things that he brings together to come into my path, you know, like into my brain path 
everything is is um pointing towards connection with with -hmm. jesus and with other people and so i think just my question to myself and maybe to our listeners is like um what are some ways that you can let go of some things this week whether it's like we talked about the picture that we think things are supposed to look like Mm -hmm. or um all the things that we think we have to get done what are some things that can just fall away so we can focus on connection with jesus and connection with others because it's it's important so Mm -hmm. that's where i'm at this week yeah so me too and then remembering that that's the whole reason Jesus came was to connect with us. Like yeah. in a very physical way because he became a baby and then grew up. And it was just like, what? Who? What other story do we have that's like that? And then it's like, yeah. so I was writing my Christmas letter this year and I'm like, that was like, I was like, my mind is blown from the Christmas story this year. And how many times have I heard it? And it's just like, man, he came as a baby because he wanted to be with me. He wanted to be with you. It's just like, so that he wanted to connect with us so much that he made that way for us. And it started in a manger with poop around. Right. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Like, there's some humor, right? I don't know if Mary thought it was funny, but... um, Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Yeah. And, yeah. So I just think that just makes me giggle, like, yeah, and happy that he came for me. Yes, like, so he that's chooses my us. my yeah. question out. Just to remember that Jesus came for us. Yeah. He's Emmanuel, God with us. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I guess we want to remind our listeners that uh, they can connect with us on our Facebook page, and that since. We want to do that for with our podcast, like connect with other people that we'd love to like hear feedback. And um, we posted some conversation starters. So that would be a nice place to kind of chat. Um, And or you can start your own little thread. That's fine. (laughs) There we go. That works, too. (laughs) And uh, we'd love to hear any suggestions on like books or things we could talk about in the future. So, yes. Yeah, you can find like our Facebook page link in our show notes and a link to some of the other things that we talked about today. And yeah, I and guess look- after yeah. after this, well, when this airs, it will be after Christmas. So it will be a happy new year sentiment that we should be sharing, I suppose. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch on to what time it is. <laughs> yes. I hope you had the best Christmas. And guess what? <laughs> Jesus is still here with us. Yes. <laughs> Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. (laughs) Bye.